that? What does that sound like? Above all things, listen to what it's, asking. It's, it's actually speaking of. Above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves. Of course, that's King James. In your version, it probably says love if you're using something else. So above all things, say for instance, the, the New King James Version says, above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. Um, but isn't that interesting? Then in the midst, I mean, if you think about it long enough, then it's not uh, very shocking, is it? Um, if we're going to be at the end of all things, the end of all things probably isn't going to be pleasant when you think about it from a biblical perspective. Um, and no, yeah, yeah. so the end of all things, it's, it's going to be a difficult time. Um, there's going to be trouble. Um, we're, we're not expecting a time or, or they're not to be trouble. We, we're going to experience trouble every day, but but uh, things are going to get worse and worse. And I think we've seen that it's it's evident around us. Um, but here at the end of all things, we're told that above all, above everything else, that we are to have love, and not just love, but fervent, fervent love. You know, one for another. Well, in, in the King James, you use the word charity. Mm -hmm. this, this Bible wants to put some asterisks on that. Right. And say love. But mm -hmm. they're really two different things. Yeah. It's specific. Well, I mean, yeah. charity is it's love in action. Mm hmm So you tell somebody you love them. You right. Show the same reason you put in what you buy. So there's a word plus in there. Mm-hmm. Well, people don't like the word charity. You know, a lot of people don't. I mean, you think about if if someone, I don't need your charity. You hear people right. make that kind of statement. So it really defines the type of love that we're talking about here because it's a love that we haven't deserved, that we've been shown, right? And so if we're going to love the way that God has loved us, then this love really, and we'll get to it in 1 Corinthians, this love is, it does not depend upon being loved by the object that you're showing this love and affection towards, you know. So I'm not loving her because she's loving me, you know, but I'm showing the love that God has shown me in spite, you know, of that, that not being reciprocated, you know. That's what someone calls disinterested love. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, it's not dependent upon. I mean, that love's going to overcome. Think about our our kids. I mean, how that that when I became a teenager, I became more difficult for my dad to deal with. You know, I mean, that was here. I was had a car, had some freedom. You know, and you're 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 breaking free sort of out of the nest you're starting to spread your wings and fly um and so yeah yeah so there probably were instances where you know i was very very difficult uh to deal with and yet that love did not change you know just because i i became maybe less obedient um and was becoming you know more uh, self-sufficient uh, not so dependent you know upon 
um, you know, my parents for things, but, but, but absolutely. So it's, there is a distinction, you know, to be made, you know, there, but here we've got, you know, this, this command really, um, above all things, uh, show, have fervent love towards one another. Um, the same kind of love. I mean, how are we supposed to love each other? What's, what's the rule given to us in scripture as Christ has loved us. I mean, you get to that part about husbands and wives and husbands loving their wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. I mean, that, that really is the, the level, um, you know, that is the measure by which we are called to love one another. Um, I mean, I know it's not the same kind of love as between a husband and wife. There's a difference, you know, there, there's not a component, you know, there that there would be in a marriage, but, but still we're called to, you know, love one another. So, um, at the end of all things, we have this, this thought, uh, the end of all things is at hand. And what are we called to do? Uh, we're called to love. And what does, what does that love do? If we show that love for one another, it glorifies God, doesn't it? So I was talking to somebody this week and, and, and as we were having a conversation, you know, I, I mentioned this verse of scripture by this shall all men know what that you're my disciples by what by your love one for another uh, so it's it, it's it's something that that glorifies God you know that we that we love one another um, he, as we think about the end of all things listen, listen to how scripture describes these these the end of all things you know, second Timothy 3 verse 1 says this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. I mean, we don't have to wonder. Perilous times are, are not that they shall come. They're they're here, and they're on the horizon. You know, I mean, it's it's like it, they're already amongst us. You know, the enemy's already in 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 within the gates, uh, so to speak. And and there's there's more, you know, that's that's coming um, on the horizon. There's 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 further armies, you know, that are. You know, they're already here, and they're, they're still coming. Um, but it says that, that men shall be lovers of their own selves. Now, that's totally the opposite of what we're talking about here, right? right. You know, we're called to love one another, and yet they're going to be lovers of their, own, of their own selves. A negative right, right. It's the exact opposite. Um, it's that coin. You know, on one side we find here, you know, this loving one another. On the flip side, it's lovers of themselves. Um, men shall be lovers of themselves. Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. Uh, you saw that news article where the, the, the I forget what state it was in now, um, if it was Illinois maybe, I don't know, but that the child was taken from the parents by CPS because they refused to use uh, what the gender affirming term, yeah. Um, but disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, you want to be torn away from your parents because they won't use uh, whatever pronoun that, that you, you know, want them to use, that you would rather be out of your parents' household. I mean, that that's, it, Donnie was talking about, it, was it in France you were talking about where they had the, the family-friendly stores, you know, on this side of the street and then on the back side of the alley, you know, there was the darker side, was that France? Amsterdam, okay. So in, in Amsterdam, you know, that's, you know, you got the family-friendly stores out here, but then on the backside, in the alley, 
you know, is, is the darker, you know, side of things. Um, how dark does it have to get in a person's life for them to say, you know what, I'm done with you as my mom and dad. You know, I'm, I'm out of here. And I'm not talking about at 18 years old. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, kids that are under 10. Uh, to, and what, what's, what's happening, you know, what, what are they being indoctrinated with to get to that point? Um, and we know it's coming out of the pit of hell. It's, it's not just books that are being handed out in the public, you know, school classroom, but because but, uh, I saw one of those this week um, in the news. There was a book that was, I can't remember what the title of it was, but I showed it to Teresa. Um, but books that have been given to little bitty kids. I mean, like the kids that, that Rebecca has, you know, in the, in, at, at Gibbs Elementary, you know, the little bitty four-year-old, you know, kids, four or five-year-olds, you know, they're being read this stuff and, and taught this stuff. But, but um, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, um, you know, the kind of without natural affection that, that a woman has a baby and throws in the dumpster. You know, that's without natural affection. Truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce despisers of those that are good. Um, we're certainly seeing that, aren't we? Despisers of those that I mean, we're seeking to do what is right inside of God. We're seeking to abide by the commands that God's given us, and we're despised, you know, for it. Um, traitors, uh, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. I mean, that's Romans 1 territory, isn't it? Um, having a form of godliness. You know, that's all around us, too. Um, you know, what the, the established, quote-unquote, church, you know, persecuted the true church. I mean, it was the same with Saul of Tarsus. I mean, here he was in the established, quote-unquote, and was persecuting those who were of the way, right? Um, so having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. In the midst of that scene, here is where we are called to show forth that love that, that God has shed abroad in our own hearts, we're called to have fervent love. Um, you know, that word fervent there is, 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 a, is a word that's like, it means intent. It's an intent to love. Um, you, you've seen little, little kids whenever they, they, they go from being this infant to a toddler, you know, they want to push you know, away and, and start to go off on their own and crawl and do this, you know, but the mother's intent to keep the child from getting into, you know, trouble. I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is, and I don't know if Donnie thinks about this, but, but uh, I remember those Mr. Yuck stickers, that campaign when we lived in Pasadena, you know, that, that went about and they stuck all these green stickers on all the stuff that you were supposed to stay away from as a kid, you know. Um, you know, we put locks on everything. Well, Rebecca figured out how to defeat those locks. Um, you know, there was... There was this little thing that had a hook on it, you know, and you pull the drawer out and it stopped. Well, she figured out, you push that down, the drawer keeps coming. Um, I would have trouble opening the door with the child safety thing that was on it. You know, she gets it right open. Um, the refrigerator, you know, had a lock on it um, and, and she defeated it. So, um, but uh, that's intent. You know, she wanted to get in, she wanted something that was in that drawer. I don't know what it was, or you may just want it in. That's something that you couldn't get she into. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, for her, it was probably because she was told not to get in that drawer that she wanted to get in there. Um, but that's intent. Uh, that's a without. It's it's an intent love that is without ceasing. 
Um, that's the kind of love God has shown unto us. Um, you know, there are people that believe if you sin, you phase in and out of salvation. You know, so I'm saved, I sin, I'm not saved. I gotta get saved again, I sin, I'm not saved. You better not die in the not saved, you know, category or you're in trouble, you know. Um, but the love that God has towards us is, is all-consuming. I mean, you think about fervent, I just in my mind, I think about the word fervent, and I think about where else I find it in Scripture. And the, the, the creation is going to melt with what? Fervent heat. I mean, that's an all-consuming. You know, our God, we know, the Bible says, our God is a consuming fire, right? So we're talking about a consuming love that when Peter denies the Lord three times, he's not forsaken, right? That love is consuming. Um, you know, when Jonah decides, I'm not going to Nineveh, I'm going to go the opposite direction, you know, and, and tells those men, I'm the reason for the storm, throw me over and you all be okay. Um, and there's an all-consuming love that comes and swallows him up. Right. <laughs> and then vomits him out, you know, on, onto the shore. I mean, that, that is an all-consuming love, isn't it? I mean, think about the God that we serve, the cov a covenant-keeping God. Uh, that we serve, that, that would not just cast us away, that would not just, th you know, throw us to the curb and say, I'm done with you, um, because we've all done things, you know, equal to Jonah. We've all done things equal to Peter. Um, you know, we can find ourselves in, we can find our faces in the crowd even that said, crucify him, crucify him, let his blood be upon us and our children, you know. What? Go ahead, brother. Apart from grace. Yeah, right. That was us. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that was us in, in the faces in the crowd saying crucify him, crucify him. But we have been, Jonah, I think, even as believers. Um, you know, we found ourselves maybe not in the exact same shoes, but we could point to the Lord impressing upon us to do something, and we failed to do it, you know, and we just, like, felt horrible afterwards, like, Lord, I should have done that thing that you impressed upon me to do. Um, the situation's gone, the person's gone, may never see him again, you know, and we were impressed maybe to say something to them, you know. You know, that's, that's been, that's been an, I think, an experience that we've probably all had. I mean, it might be minute, you know, compared to Jonah, um, but it's still, you know, on, in the same territory. Um, put us in the same position that, that Jonah was in, we'd probably have done the same thing. Put us in the same position that Peter was in, we'd probably have done the same thing. You know, apart from the grace of God, absolutely. Saved, unsaved, that would be us. Um, you know, we, we can't point the finger at Peter and say, I would never do that. You know, um, anytime that I hear my family make an absolute statement, I said, don't make absolute statements. That's not a good idea. Um, I'm never going to do that. Whoa, wait a second. You know, don't, don't, don't say that. Um, you know, by the grace of God, you know, I'll not do that. Um, it how, 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 how different might it have been with Peter's circumstances had he said, Lord, I, please, um, you know, keep me from that. I, I, I don't want to deny you uh, three times, uh, you know, before the cock crows. I, I don't want to do that. Um, but, but, you know, Peter fully, I mean, he felt like, you know, he believed he, he would not deny the Lord. Uh, but he was depending upon his own strength. He had already been shown the lesson, right, on, on, on the water. Lord, if it's you, command that I walk out. He takes his eyes off the Lord and begins to sink. Um, and how we've got to keep, if we're going to love the way this tells us to love with a fervent love, it's not going to be us. It's going to have to come from above. You know, it's gonna, God's going to have to, 
help us to maintain a fervent love uh, because there's going to be plenty. I mean, it's, it's one thing outside the church, you know, for someone to maybe think about some of the men who've preached, open air preached, and they've had dead cats, they've had urine thrown on them. It, it's one thing to have people outside to do that to you. In Whitfield, that was his experience. Um, it's one thing that happened to you by people who are unconverted and who hate the gospel. But whenever we find, you know, a, an unloving, you know, spirit amongst, you know, ourselves, you know, that, that hurts, you know, maybe more, um, you know. But to help us to maintain a fervent intent uh, without ceasing, without ceasing love, I mean, that's, that's something that's going to have to be, and, and, and we're called really to seek that, aren't we? I mean, you think about, turn to 1 Corinthians 13. I know we know, you know, that well, don't we? <clears throat> I know we know the passage, you know, but to think about it in terms of what we're talking about this morning, uh, that's altogether another thing. So 1 Corinthians 13, verse number 1, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. So here I am this morning. I'm standing before you, having been called by God into the ministry. And if I were up here and I could speak, I mean, you know, whether it was in the terms of eloquence, whether it's in the terms of just the, the sheer knowledge of, 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 of theology or whatever, you know, you want to put on that and did not have love, I would just be noise. That's he's saying, you know, tinkling cymbal, just noise. Um, what would it mean? What's you know, here? He's banging on that cymbal. You know what? What does that mean? You know, uh, what does that tinkling noise? You know, mean? Uh, it's it's like the trumpet that that's an uncertain sound. You know, <laughs> in the Old Testament. Um, but sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Um, <clears throat> and it says, and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge. And have the all faith that I could remove mountains and have not charity on nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor. And though I give my body to be burned. And have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. I've, I've, I've known, well, I had, there's a man that I worked for at one time. He'd gone to some sort of a convention in some city. No, I'm sorry, what a convention. His, his wife ran marathons and he'd gone with her to this marathon that she was running. And I don't know, Chicago, somewhere. Um, and they had gone out to eat, and there was a man like sitting on the street outside their hotel, and so he comes along with their leftovers. It's what he had, you know, with him, um, and and handed it to the man, and the man just threw it, you know, down the street. Um, and he got it. The, the the man who gave him, you know, the food was incensed by the fact that he would do that, um, you know. So you know, there's if if if, if I give you know all that i have to feed the poor and have not love it's it's nothing it's nothing why is it nothing um i'll just ask that question you know why is it nothing anybody have a thought exactly yeah yeah why are we doing it if i was doing what why, why was i incensed by the tossing of that that doggy bag or whatever you know it was you know um, it was probably a really fancy restaurant knowing this person that they'd gone to. Um, but, you know, what's, what incensed him, you know, by that being tossed down the street? Yeah. 
is exactly pride. Yeah. Yeah. This man should be thankful. Yeah. He should be he should be falling down at my feet and 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 shining my shoes, you know, for me. I mean, I'm exaggerating, of course, but but uh, you know, he should he should just really be grateful. What an ingrate. How 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 unthankful, you know, for a person to respond that way. But Mhm. Mm Yeah, I mean the, the the second step of a biblical way to to present that thought that you're that you have there is going second mile. Um, you know, the Roman could conscript conscript a, a a Jewish citizen to carry his pack a mile, and so the Lord said, "Don't just go one, go two. So that man has to ask you. You're you're you fulfilled, you know your 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 requirement. Why are you still going with me? You know, why are you still carrying this?" Uh, because I would imagine, I mean, you think about the way the Roman soldier probably would have presented that. You know, it's probably not, hey, you know, I know, this is the law, and here, you're going to have to carry this. I'm sorry about this, you know, guy, but that's just the way it is. So let's go, you know, and we'll, we'll get through this. We'll get them out down, down the road, and you'll be done. You can go. No, I'm sure it was probably walking up and forcefully shoving something, you know, in, in his face. You know, against his chest, maybe knocking him backwards, uh, because you think about this Roman soldier is probably you know this big guy. He may look like Andrew, I don't know, um, but but here he shoves this thing at you and, and just knocks you back, and here you're like stunned. You know what's what's going on, and then all of a sudden you realize, oh, this is a Roman soldier, and he's got a scowl on his face, and he's barking at you. Um, you know, it, 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 maybe you fell down. Get up. You know. Go, maybe kicking you ahead of him, you know, as you go. Um, and being treated that way, for you to go a second mile, <laughs> he's going to be a little confused. Um, and so Sister Shelby's saying, well, what is it that you need? Apparently that wasn't it, you know. Um, you know what can I do for you? Yeah. Hamburger, that's not going to work, right? Now, I don't know if that meant they wanted liquid or alcohol, but mm -hmm. really, there are certain things that people will not speak to. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. They even seem offended by it, whereas you, didn't, you weren't aware, but mm -hmm. still the fact of the matter yeah. is I can't eat that. What am I going to do with that? Right. And I've taken them in the grocery store before, you know, and, and, and said, you know, what is it that, I mean, I, I don't have unlimited means, you know, of course, but what is it that you need? Because um, they met me in the parking lot. And it's, isn't it amazing sometimes? You're, just, you're there at your car, and they're just making a beeline for you. There's 10 other people around, and you're like, okay, Lord, but this is something I'm supposed to, you know. I mean, I was at Sherwin-Williams last week, um, or this past week, and a guy walks up to me, I mean, just out of the blue. I mean, I, if he had walked up 10 seconds later, I'd have been gone. But there he was, and he was asking for help. And so, you know, I helped him. 
Um, I really, I gave him, he was asking for change. I give him more than that. Um, but just so, just to make the point, I went ahead and dug all the change out and gave it to him with the paper. You know, uh, I said, here's the change and here's something else. Um, you know, so, but he didn't want to hang around. He just, you know, took off, but, but, uh, but yeah. So in, in Brother Donnie's, um, you know, illustration, I mean, here's this person that if you gave her a hamburger, she has no teeth, she couldn't eat it, you know, maybe pudding, jello, soup, you know, maybe not chicken noodle. I don't know. You could probably swallow chicken noodle without teeth. I don't know. <laughs> May have to throw the chunks of chicken out of the way, but at least you get the broth and the, and the, and the noodles. I don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So, so there's, <clears throat> there's a situation where, you know, one person, you know, could be offended because of their pride, and you know, what do we do? Do we maybe we go the extra mile um, and see what else it is that we can do? Though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Um, here's here's here is a definition of charity. Next, right? Okay. So, what does charity look like? Let's go on. Charity, it says, suffers long. It's long suffering. Well, who else is long suffering? God's long suffering, yeah. It uh, it doesn't envy. It's not envious. It um, it doesn't vaunt itself. That would be pride. It's not propped, puffed up. Uh, it doesn't behave itself unseemly. It doesn't seek its own. Here's one. It's not easily provoked. I'm afraid all too often I'm too easily provoked. Uh, yeah, you know we all. We all could feel, we all, all could say that we're too, no matter what degree of not being provoked we've reached. I mean, my, the terms my dad used to use with, I was the oldest, you know, had three younger brothers. Don't, he would say, don't let them get your goat. I don't know if you've ever heard that term before. Um, but that they know where your goat's tied. Uh, we never had a goat. <laughs> we, there was never a time that I remember growing up we had a goat. But it's one of those old, you know, I understood what he meant. You know, they, they, they got to that thing. They put their finger on that thing that finally caused me to say, that's it. It's on. Um, you know, you're going to get it. Um, and that's what they were kind of after. I don't, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying I never picked at them. I, I, know, I know I picked at Ricky. I'm not sure if, I, if Ryan ever felt like I picked at him much. Did I pick at you a lot? No? Rick, Ricky took that. Rick took that, man, Rick took that mantle, I guess. Uh, Uh, I don't think I picked at Randall too much. I've told you all along that, you know, by the time he was aware, uh, you know, I would I would walk into the house and say, where's mom? And he's like, I don't know where your mom is. You know, why are you asking me? You know, I'm like, well, my mom's your mom. No, I don't think so. If you, you know, if, if we had the same mom, you would live here. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to argue with the five-year-old, six-year-old, you know. Um, I'll find somebody else to help tell me where mom is, you know. Um, but... Um, Rejoices, not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. Um, you know, we, 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 we want to have the best thought. You know, well, maybe that's not the way they meant that um, about things. It doesn't rejoice in iniquity. It rejoices in truth. Here, here's, here's the next component. Listen to this. Bears all things. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. And then 
here's, I mean, this, this is, we all fall short here, don't we? What's the next words in verse number eight? Never fails. I mean, certainly God's love endures, right? Uh, God's love does not fail. Um, but here it says, charity never faileth. Whether, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. Uh, but charity never fails. Uh, that's, that's, that's a tall order, isn't it? You know? <clears throat> I don't... <coughs> Excuse me, I don't know. You know, can we point to a situation in our lives where, where we've said, you know, love hasn't failed? Um, I, I could say to this point, my love towards my children hasn't failed completely. Um, I know they've probably been disappointed in me at times, um, but it hasn't failed. I haven't said, you know what, they all still live with me, you know, even the older two. Um, but I haven't said yet, you're out of here. I've had it. That is enough. I'm not going to put up with you anymore. That would be failing, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, my wife, I, I, was, I was listening to Jeff Johnson preaching a message yesterday, and he was telling a story about a woman who she, she, I guess, was in a relationship where neither one of them were believers. And so she becomes converted, and she wants to go to church, and he, he refuses. He says, he tells her, you cannot go. And so one day she's just like, I gotta go. And so she goes. When she comes back, guess what she finds? The door locked. You know what she did? She laid down and slept in front of the door. And she waited till the next morning. Whenever he unlocked the door, she gets up, she walks inside, and she cooks his breakfast. And he just breaks down. He's like, why? After I treated you, the way that I've treated you, because it wasn't just the lock on the door, right? I mean, there was a lot of things that built up to the lock on the door. Um, so the door gets locked, and she goes in when it opens, and she cooks him breakfast, and he's just like, I can't understand why you would do that. And she has an opportunity to share the gospel, you know, with him. And he starts coming to church with her, and then ultimately he's converted, you know. So, I mean, that, to me, that is an illustration of, of this not failing, you know, so far and I don't ever want it to, but so far, my love, we've left it open, brother. <clears throat> it was so nice outside this morning, we just left it open. Um, if we get too much traffic up and down the road, you know, and it gets noisy, then we'll have to close it. But uh, I've listened to Martin Lloyd-Jones sermons before, and you can hear airplanes, you know, going over, and you can hear big trucks, which I've, they have a different name for, for delivery trucks. It's not, I forget what the, is it a lolly? Something like that. Lori, that's what it is, a lorry. Uh, but you can hear those trucks going by, you know, while he's preaching. Um, but anyway, yeah, here's... Here. think about the term, just back on that. Yep. We have a term, toughness. Yes. And if you, if you read this, I mean, in our mind, tough love is, <clears throat> we're just trying to teach in a different way. Yes. Yeah. Tough love. <clears throat> well, I knew a pastor that that his daughter, um, you know, wasn't abiding by you know, his rules, and so one day he just takes her to a street corner uh, with her suitcase and kicks her out. Um, you know, somebody might call that tough love. You know, 
admittedly, I wasn't in everything that was involved before the door got locked. You know, so, but, you know, in my mind, I'm like, that might, that seems like a little bit, you know, over, but again, you know, I wasn't there. I don't know, I don't even remember how old she was at the time. Do you? Um, but, um, you know, I, I understand what you're saying. And so, I mean, love certainly doesn't exclude discipline. You know, my dad's love towards me didn't exclude discipline. I mean, I, yeah, I, I still, I, I can remember in high school as a senior, still getting, uh, you know, a whipping. Um, you know, so that that was something that, that continued, you know, and, and now, I mean, at the time, certainly I didn't appreciate it. Um, you know, but, but now I've told, I've told him, you know, I'll tell him again this morning. I'm thankful, you know, for that. I, I appreciate the discipline. That was love that he showed towards me. And, you know, Lord, give us, give us wisdom to deal with those kind of situations, um, you know, that we, that we handle them rightly, that we handle them in a way that honors the Lord, um, you know, to know what to do. You know, I've got a difficult child here, Lord. What do I do? Um, maybe I've got a difficult parent. Even after we're married, I've got a difficult parent. What do I do? Uh, this is a difficult situation, Lord. This is a <clears throat> Brother Don Johnson preached a message one time at Bentley, and he called it hard cases. Here's one thing that he did. He would get within earshot of his son's room, and he would bow down and vocally pray for his son. And later on, his son told all of us that the Lord used those prayers. Uh, and he said, I was a hard case. Uh, but the Lord used those prayers. They, they, to hear my dad in there weeping while he's praying for me, he said, that moved me. That affected me. Um, you know, so, you know, it, it's, <clears throat> it's in the confines of what we have here. And certainly like Donnie's saying, you know, that, that doesn't, doesn't exclude uh, discipline. You know, it's not just like, well, I mean, that would be the world's idea of love, right? Let me do whatever I want to do. Um, you know, no, no holds barred, you know, no restraints whatsoever. Um, you know, if you're going to love me, then you've got to let me, you know, do whatever it is that I want to do. Um, well, that's not love. I mean, aren't you glad? Yeah. Yeah. And that's usually in the context of some movement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How loving is that? Yeah. What would it have been like if God had shown that kind of quote-unquote love? It's not really love, but, you know, just let us go. I mean, certainly not. Aren't you glad the Lord um, chastens you? Uh, aren't you glad that he, that he gets your attention, you know, at times when, I mean, you would just continue going that way. Um, but the Lord arrests you and says, hold on, this is not honoring me. This is not glorifying me. This that that, that you're doing is not right. And you're like, oh Lord, I'm so sorry. I just didn't see it that way. I, uh, I didn't understand. You know, but please, you know, I, I deliver me. You know, from that. I don't. I don't want to do that. I don't want to dishonor you. Um, so, uh, if we love as we should, then we see in First Corinthians 13 that love actually suffers. Uh, there's going to be some suffering on the part of love, isn't it? Uh, if you're going to be patient, there's going to be some suffering. How do, how do you learn patience going through suffering? <laughs> um, um, what was the, 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 the woman that came up to the pastor and, and said, Pastor, I want you to pray for me that I have patience. And, and so 
um, the pastor prays for her right there. He says, Lord, send this, send this dear sister tribulation. And she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I wasn't asking for tribulation. And he said, sister, you asked for patience. And scripture says, tribulation worketh patience. You know, um, so there's going to be some suffering involved. Um, we're going to have to endure. We're going to have to bear with. We're going to have to be kind. Um, even, even when we're provoked, um, perhaps, we're going to have to bear all things, believe all things, hope all things, endure all things. Um, in the end, we don't want to fail. Where, where God has, has called us to succeed, and he's called us to call upon him, we don't want to fail you know, in, in our, our relationship you know, with, with one another, do we? I mean, we, we want to succeed, and we want to continue, and we want love to abound, and we want, love, we want men to see the love that we have for one another uh, so that they, they know there's something different about those people. Really, I think they're weird. You know, but um, there's something different about them, um, and it's it, it's a good different. Um, you know, it's 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 a it's a light different, not a dark different. Um, you know, it's it's something that really I'd like to have. Um, I'd like that to be a part of my life. I, I'd like to know a love such as that. They're outside. You know, JT would put it in the terms of outside the lattice. You know, looking in. You know, sort of, but they're out there. They're outside the window. You know, looking in, seeing. You know, what's it like in there? You know, what kind of people are these? Uh, you know, what goes on in there? Uh, how 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 do they do they get along? Um, you know, I I I went and preached once at a church. I think you've probably been there, brother. I don't know, but the name of the church was Divide Baptist Church. You've been there many times. Uh, in Divide, Texas, people wonder why is it Cheetah Baptist Church? Well, it's in Cheetah. Yeah. You know, it's not that they're known for division at Divide Baptist Church. <laughs> um, not that, not that they may not have seen some of that at, at some time. I, you, you know them better than I do. But in the history of the church, they probably. I mean, what healthy church is not going to have some difficulties and problems? Um, and if everything's going along, get along, and there's not any, you know, it's probably not very healthy. Um, there's, there's going to be differences, you know, between people. Um, you know, Sister Proby Spicy. I'm not spicy, you know. Uh, I don't like spicy. And so I have to ask her when she brings something, is it spicy? Um, and she could easily take offense. Well, if you don't want to eat what I bring, you know. Yeah, you, you, you understand. I mean, that could that happen, you know, to her, you know, or to me? Oh, I just don't like anything you bring other sisters. You're always bringing stuff that's spicy. Why don't you bring something I want to eat? No, well, that's just not right, you know. Um, you know, if, if you don't like the spicy, don't eat it, you know. Or maybe... Adventure out, try some. You know, you may like it. <laughs> I showed the kids. You remember Mikey, right? Mm -hmm. Mikey didn't like anything. I said so. I, I made that statement, and they were like, "What?" So, true to form, you know, Dad's gonna bring up the old commercial and show it to you. And you get that going, you know? <laughs> and they're like, "Okay." I, you know, I was like, "I just want you to know, in case anybody." I was like, "I just wanted you to know, just in case you never, you never heard that statement before." You know what that what that was all about, but, but, um, you know, if Mikey likes it, you, you, you know, you might like it. Mikey doesn't like anything, you know, <laughs> um, but, um, you know, the object of the love that we show, it may fail to respond to the love that's being shown, but we don't want to fail, right? We don't want to fail to show that love. 
though the object of that love may fail to receive that love and respond to that love. We don't want to fail in, in the showing of it. Um, so Paul says, I could do all sorts of things, but without love, it's nothing. It's nothing. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's kind of a pursuing love. You know, we're in pursuit uh, of this object that, that's not lovable, uh, that's not responding well to the love that's being shown to it, but we're still, you know, pursuing it. Uh, what if the Lord hadn't pursued us? Um, you know, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. You know, so it's, it's really a sacrificial sort of love. I mean, that's the love that God's shown towards us is a sacrificial love. Um, uh, but um, why do we love him? Because he first loved us. I mean, we were unlovable objects, weren't we? Um, but uh, he pursued us. So it's a love even as if we don't, we run out of time, but as, as we look at what's left, you know, in that, that verse in, in 1 Peter chapter 4, it says that above all things have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover um, the multitude of, of sins. So it's, it's a love that, that covers, um, again, it's not without discipline. It's not sweeping something under the rug that needs to be dealt with, uh, but it is a love that covers one another's sin, a love that's not easily uh, offended. Um, we're going to have to pray and ask the Lord to help us to show that sort of love. But Romans 12.10 says, Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love and honor preferring one another. Uh, Proverbs 10.12, Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all sins, or covereth all sins. 1 Peter 1.22, Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth, through the spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart. Here's this word again, fervently, fervently. First Thessalonians 3.12, and the Lord make you to increase. So we, it's not that we have the fullest capacity you know, for this all the time. Um, he says, and the Lord make you to increase and abound in love one toward another and toward all men even as we do toward you you know what type of love did Paul show you know to the Gentile churches that he, he was stoned left for dead he was in prison all these things happened to him you know and, and yet it was for the love that he had towards the brethren and towards those that were you know lost you know among the Gentiles that he continued first Timothy 1 5 says now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience, and of faith unfeigned. How about Hebrews 13, 1? Let brotherly love what? Anybody? Let brotherly love continue. Let it continue. Let it, let it continue and abound. Let it continue and overflow. Um, let it continue and be seen by those who are outside the church. You know, let, let it continue and be seen by those who are inside the church. Um, 2 Peter 1, 6 and 7 and to knowledge, these are things you're adding. Temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. There it is, charity. So back to Peter's statement, above all, above all. Colossians 3.14 says this, but above all these things put on love. 
put on love. We're to speak the truth with love. You know, what would the what what can the truth look like apart from speaking it in love? I've seen some of that. Have you seen some of that, Brother Bruce? Truth that's not spoken in love. Malicious. Yeah, it's it is malicious. Yeah, it's uh, a good term. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Now back to the end in the last days, right? Matthew 24, 10 through 13 says this, and then many shall be offended and shall betray one another. So we're in, in these last days, all these things that are going on. Many shall be offended, shall betray one another, shall hate one another. Many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound. You know, what's, what's something that can be, I mean, there's, there's fires that are actually burning out at the farm right now. You know, what, what would be detrimental to that flame would be for me to go along and throw a big bucket of water upon it. You know, well, what, what can affect this love that we're talking about? Listen to what uh, we're told in Matthew. Because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Uh, we don't want that to happen, um, you know, for our love to wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. So we ought to pray, Lord, let not my love wax cold in this situation, that circumstance. Let it be fervent. Um, Revelation 2, 2 through 4, you remember there was one of the churches that were spoken to, and, it's, and, and the indictment against the church was that they left their first what? Love. They left their first love. Um, so how's our love? Can it be described as being fervent? Uh, you know, to, to, to feed anger? You really don't have to do anything but dwell upon whatever somebody said to you. Um, you dwell upon that, boy, you're just going to fuel it, right? Um, but to feed anger, we must do nothing more than feed upon the act that offended us. Uh, if someone offends us, let us instead feed upon the love that Christ has shown unto us. Um, the love that Christ has for us. Even as Christ has forgiven you, forgive them, right? Galatians 5, 14 and 15 says, For all the law is fulfilled in one word. It's amazing, isn't it? All the law fulfilled in one word. You know, what is that word? It's the word we've been talking about, isn't it? How about love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, and your neighbor as yourself? You, know, um, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, but if you bite and devour one another, you know, what can happen if this fervent love doesn't exist among us? You know, what's, what's the opposite of that look like? It says, if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. Um, so, you know, let our love be stretched. Let our love be strained. Let our, let our love be refueled, as it were, I guess, by looking to, looking to the Lord and asking him to help us to be stretched and to be strained, you know, in our, our love for one another. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like stretched and strained. It's like the, the runner who's moving at, at maximum output um, with all of his muscles straining and stretching to the limit, you know, as he's running the race. And, and, and we have that sort of analogy given to us by Paul, don't we, about running a race? You know, how are we supposed to run that race? We're, we're running it to obtain... A prize, as, as one who's running to obtain a prize. Well, what's that for us? Uh, well, for us, it's that God might be glorified in everything that we do. Um, so uh, it, it's a kind of love that's impossible apart from 
the fruit of the Spirit, right? Isn't that one of the fruits in Galatians 5, you know? Um, so it's a love that requires the Christian to put another's spiritual good ahead of his own desires. Um, Philippians 2, if there be any consolation, therefore, in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill you my joy that you be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient even unto death, even the death of the cross. Um, you know, where love is wanting, somebody said, um, you know, prayer is hindered. Where love is wanting, prayer is hindered. Um, if, if, if love is wanting, um, you know, we, we need to be in prayer. Uh, but, you know, where it's absent, you know, there's, there's probably a lack of prayer, you know, that exists there. Um, you know, we've been shown love, haven't we? Uh, I've known people. Haven't you known people? Have you known people in your life who have, have treated you with such compassion and have treated you with such love um, that they've been a beacon and an example, you know, unto you of, of the love of Christ? And, and, and you've, even, you've even said, Lord, I want to be able to be like that person. I mean, they just overflow on you, um, and and what's overflowing is that it's 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 the things of God, um, and so Lord, I want to be that loving, you know, towards other people as well. I've known people like that. I've been I've been blessed to have people like that in my life. Uh, a lot of them are gone, and they're with the Lord now, um, but um, they were such a help and such an example. <clears throat> I stood in my kitchen with Brother Mac when he was here, and uh, we were talking, and I. I started, and, and, and I, I said, Brother, I'm, gonna, I'm just letting you know I'm fixing to start crying. And uh, I said, one day, you're not going to be here. One day, Brother Lighter's not going to be here. One day, Brother George is not going to be here. One day, you know, all you men that I have looked up to for so long and, and, and have benefited from your ministry for so many years and were such a help to me as a young minister, you know, one day you're not going to be here, uh, and I'm going to miss you. Um, you know, there's people that I still, I think I don't have my phone, it's there, but there's people that I still have in my phone contacts. They've gone on to be with the Lord long ago. Um, and I'd like to be able to pick up the phone and call them, but I can't. Uh, but the Lord knows what we need, doesn't he? Um, but uh, how much sin does our love cover? You know, is it broad enough? Uh, when I went to see my mother-in-law in, in the ER this week, um, her feet were hanging off the bed because she had the bed, you know, elevated, the head of the bed elevated. Her, her feet were, were hanging off, and the cover they had given her, you know, it, it wasn't, it was just about as wide as, as the bed, you know, and, and, and it just wasn't wide enough. You know, is, is our love wide enough to cover? Is, 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 it, is it long enough, you know, to cover? Um, or is it too narrow? Does it only partially cover? You know, it, it forgives, but it doesn't forget. You ever been told that by? I mean, I know there's a sense in which we have to be, those are outside of the church. We need to be wary. Uh, you know, Paul even told that to Timothy. You know, beware of, of uh, what was that man's name, the silversmith? Uh, was it, it wasn't Simon, was it? Anyway, told him beware of him. 
you know, that he, he was an enemy of the gospel. He'd done much harm, you know, but um, Alexander. Alexander, the coppersmith. It wasn't a silversmith, sorry. Yeah, there you go. Um, Alexander, the coppersmith. So, you know, where, you know, where are we? Are we in that place where, you know, we hold a grudge? That would be, I'll forgive but not forget. Uh, so I'm done with you, really. I've, I've outwardly forgiven you, but I'm done with you. Um, you know, that's, that's, not, that's not love. Uh, and that's not even forgiveness, but, but um, Proverbs ten twelve says, Hatred stirreth up strifes, but love covereth all sins. So, go back to Hebrews, you know, let brotherly love continue. You know, let it continue um, amongst us. Let it continue. And we could go on, but I've run out of time as normal. And I don't know that we'll come back this way. Uh, if you want to hear more on that, you can. That this this isn't the exact message that I preached. I don't know that I ever preached the same message twice. Even even when the Lord directs me to something I preached before, I think it morphs a little bit. I've changed. I've I've hopefully grown. So it's a little different. But there are a series of First Peter messages are out there uh, on sermon audio if you want to listen to them. But all right, well. Um, the Lord sees, uh, you know, well, let's put it this way. When God looks upon us, what does he see? You know, our sins are covered, right? I guess that's the last point I would make. Our sins are covered. He sees Christ. You know, can we look beyond the imperfections in, in one another and see Christ? That's, that's my goal is Christ in you. You know, that was Paul's goal to those he preached to, wasn't it? That Christ be formed, you know, in them. So... <clears throat> I'll, I'll stop there. Like I said, we could go on, but, but we'll, I think we've got some, you know, we could go on to the, the speck and the beam, couldn't we? Um, the speck that's in your brother's eye and the, and the beam that's in your own, but, but we'll just, we'll stop there this morning. Um, let's, let's go, let's stand and we'll go to the Lord in prayer. Um, continue to remember those who aren't with us um, in prayer that the Lord would, would return them, you know, to us, raise them, you know, up from the sickbed that they're on. Um, you know, a sense thing about those that the Lord, you know, came to and said, you know, he healed them, said, take up your bed. <laughs> they, were, they were out there on the street, you know, take up your bed and walk. Um, so uh, that the Lord might bring them back into uh, our midst, restore their health unto them. I know there's a few that are really weak right now. Um, so uh, that the Lord would, would uh, physically enable their bodies to, to be healed. Um, of course, we don't know what the Lord might do. Um, that's kind of a morbid statement, I guess, but I said something to Teresa recently. I'm like, you know, well, which one of us will it be next? You know, doesn't have to be the oldest among us, but which one of us will it be next? Um, you know, are we ready? Ready to go home? Ready to meet the Lord. Um, ready to dwell with Him forever. Um, I hope I hope that you can answer that question, you know, affirmatively. You know, we, we know we want to continue here as long as, you know, because you've you've heard older people say that, haven't you? I don't know why the Lord's left me here. Why am I still here? Well, the Lord's still got a purpose. Um, there, you may not be able to see it, but the Lord sees it. The Lord knows it. And that ought to be enough for us. Lord, help me to continue on as long as you'd have me to be here. 
Um, you know, Paul said that sort of thing, didn't he? More profitable that I, you know, for you that I stay here, I, 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 to go and be with Christ. I mean, that is just, uh, that, that's in our hearts uh, to be able to go home. Um, but um, Lord, help us to love one another until he calls us home. And let us be able to hear, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into my kingdom with joy and gladness. Or just you know, really to feel the Lord smile upon us here now. Um, you know, this, I, I know God says it about his son. You know, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. You know, do you, do you feel the Lord smile upon you? You're, you're his children. You know, this is, this is my beloved child. Um, in whom I am well pleased. You know, that's that's where we want to live. That's where we want to walk. In the sunshine of that, uh, do we fail? Sure. Um, but uh, if we confess our sins, right? He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We've all failed. 